1: radio. Andy Lou. Warriors two and zero. We are back. We are on the Spotify Green Room app doing our post game show. We just did a fourth quarter watch party on playback, which was man. I was I was
2: thinking in the first quarter. Oh man, the fourth quarter is gonna be a blowout. Andy and I are just gonna be able to BS it. No, that's not how it went. Nope. I was yelling at Andrew Wiggins for about ten minutes there. You were talking about, I don't know what you were talking about. I wasn't listening to you because I was pissed. You know, I was just blacked out. and it was a, it, <laughs> Hey, listen, Sam, listen, listen, listen. It's game two. I wasn't able to do game one green room. I mean, this is incredible. I, the Warriors have been pretty hard to watch for two plus seasons. And uh, fuck, man. Like, it, it feels like this season's going to give everything back. Uh, this is karma. This is, this is what we deserve. This is what the Warriors fans deserve. Is that a Cal Kuzma reference? Karma, come back. <laughs>
1: Fuck out, Guzman! <laughs> oh, I hope you're enjoying DC, buddy. Um, Hi, <laughs> right, we got so so first story of the game, Steph Curry, top 75 of all time officially. Wow! Yes, wow. I know everyone is shocked he made the list, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> but wow. um, just a shooter, that, sixteen for twenty-five, forty-five points tonight. Honestly, that first quarter. Is there anything better than Steph when he's rolling? Like I, I just, there's a lot of great players in basketball. There's going to be great players after Steph retires, but like I, it's it's something else. Like it, it's so much bigger than just the game. Like he is a different level of enjoyment to any yes.
2: anything else in, in all of pro. Sports. I I agree. I was going to say in all of pro sports. I mean, I think Steph coming in here knew this is the first time that Chase Center had real, real, real fans for a real game. And uh, I think that because of that, he was going to do what he was going to do tonight. I think that was part of it. And uh, did you see him celebrate at the end of the first quarter? That's that's peak Steph. He wanted that. You know, he used to do that, uh, celebrate like that with the crowd because in the playoffs, like he used to do that when they played OKC Cleveland right whenever there was a big moment he used to do that and I think that he knew he understood kind of like this was the first night that this team was was back the fans were back and that the Warriors actually have a chance to make a run this season I think he understood all that and he fucking dropped 25 he didn't miss a shot he didn't miss a shot in,
1: in some ways it felt like tonight was the official opening of chase right yeah because it's, yeah, like,
2: exactly. it's like
1: exactly because it's like I remember I was there when chase like officially opened And it was weird because the Warriors, like, I mean, dude, like D'Lo was on the team, Omari Spellman, Jacob Evans, like, it was a very weird vibe. Like, Steph and Draymond were not really sure what was going on. Like, all of a sudden, Dynasty team gone. And then, like, right, right, D'Lo. And then, like, you know, two home games into it. He breaks his hand, <laughs> season's over. And then he comes back, he plays one game, and then obviously the pandemic hits. And there's been no fans in, in Chase since there. So it feels like this is the official start of Chase Center. People always ask me, like, oh, is Chase like Oracle? I'm like, I don't know. Like, we haven't, like, <laughs> give me a game that matters at Chase Center with a full house. Give me, like, a playoff series there. And then we can right. start talking about the differences. Because, like, You know, discussing like what happened in a December 8th game in 2019 when like Kai Bowman scored 15 points in a 30-point loss, like that's not an accurate measure.
2: Yeah, I I agree. I think this – Joe Lacob's smiling. I mean he's at home or – no, he's at the game. He's ecstatic because this is what he envisioned, right? This was going to be the money-making – I mean, they make money right now, but this is going to be this is going to be it. I mean, the Warriors are supposed to be that team, and I think this season it looks that way. Uh, with regards to the uh, the crowd, Sam, uh, my girlfriend made it to the game today. I didn't, unfortunately, because I, I'm, you know, I love the I love the fans. I'm on green room, so I didn't go. Uh, she said it got loud. You're a, you're a streamer now. <laughs> uh, she said the crowd did get loud at the end. She said it was pretty insane. Come the fourth quarter. So I think the beginning of the game was a little quiet. I don't know what it is. Probably the Bay Area traffic. Probably people not, not knowing how Chase Center works. Maybe the vaccine stuff, the vaccination card stuff. But either way, it sounded like I uh, got pretty crazy at the end. So we're hoping to see it. I mean, I'm hoping to hear a lot more of that this season.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be there next week. And I'm just – it's something to monitor. It's not the big story tonight. But, like, I'm just excited because yeah, I, right, I right. kind of feel like it's it, – you know, worry fans travel. It's going to be what it is. So it, I think it will be good. But let's get back to the game here. So we talked about staff. Should we get to Draymond? Is that the next story of the game?
2: Uh, Wow! Wow! (laughs) The guy's hilarious. I mean, the guy is hilarious. Uh, He looks like he hates shooting the basketball. Uh, Then he looks like or acts like his wrist is broken, and then all of a sudden, after that, he (laughs) he got me. I legitimately thought it was broken for a minute. (laughs) And then after that, he starts shooting the ball. Like I don't understand. I don't understand why, but I'm not complaining because he was one of the big reasons why they won at the end. I mean, obviously the defense, but. The fact that he's actually willing to go up and try to shoot layups. <laughs> that, and he, um, he made the biggest shot of the game, I mean, outside of Steph's three. Yeah, so so it's like um, he's two
1: for nine from the free throw line, which is uncharacteristic because he's a career mid-70s. He's never been a bad three, free throw shooter. No. Never. He's, never been, he's, he's, he's never been a guy who's got into like those weird like Ben Simmons type of moments. So. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Just to just to be clear, by the way, he is a career 72%, 71.5% three-point shooter, or free-throw shooter. But anyway, um, nine free-throws, only made two of them, which is weird for him. I don't care. I just want Draymond to be aggressive. Four or five from the field, ten points. I feel like this is kind of what we want from Draymond in general. Like, I would have liked him to take some threes. He didn't tonight, but oh well. In general, if you give me... If you just give me Draymond who's willing to make offensive moves, I'll live with it because I know the
2: defense is going to be there. I know the IQ and the passing is going to be there. That's that's really all I want from him. Yeah, I mean it's some some of it's just I mean the three-point shooting sure, I I don't know if I care that much, but it, it, some of it's just some of it's just you're an NBA player. If you shoot enough layups, you're going to make them. It's not like Draymond's going down there and he's going to miss them every single time like he's going to and he did tonight. And uh, I I thought I had a I had a had a little uh deja vu. Uh, Sam, when when they got the ball, uh, Andrew Wiggins near the end of the game gets the ball, drives down the lane, gets to Andre Iguodala who has like a wide open five footer. No chance that he shoots it. So he dishes it to Draymond for a contested layup and it goes in. I'm just sitting there and I'm like, yep, that's uh, that's peak Warriors right there. And then it results in a win. That is uh, <laughs> that look <laughs> that looked like the 2019 Warriors. Absolutely, it's just. <laughs> Yeah, it, it feels really
1: familiar. Things feel like they're moving in a positive direction with this team. So um let's keep moving on this game real quick. All right. What do you want to talk about next? You want to talk about Jordan Poole or you got something else? All
2: right, let's let's talk uh let's talk the let's talk Jordan Poole and then let's talk turnovers just because I one thing I thought about this game and you brought up a very good point on playback, um, is that Jordan Poole is bad tonight. Jordan Poole was bad tonight, and, and some of the turnovers that he had was bad. Some of the shots that he had was bad. Overall, the team was atrocious on that end. They turned the ball over, I think, three times as much as the Clippers. But, Sam, you got to take about Jordan Poole, and I think it's important to, to, to dive deep into this, is that he should still be playing. And the fact that Steve is letting him play through the mistakes, I think is a welcoming sign. Yeah, so like, okay, so I'm watching this Warriors team, and my main
1: take from it is they're still devoid of shot creators. Steph goes without saying, Jordan Poole is probably the second best player on this team in terms of getting their own shot, at least until Klay Thompson comes back. They need him to be a legitimate player, and I think it's more important that Steve's sticking with him while he's having a subpar game. He was fouling today. He made some really bad turnovers, just to be honest, and uh, he wasn't really hitting shots and wouldn't hit shots from outside that's going to happen to a young player what i liked was they stuck with him and he you know you got to keep going with him not everyone's gonna be Steph curry honestly he's got to right, right. you you got to have you got to have a little confidence in him. like i would have liked to see him take it to the rim a little more when he wasn't hitting right. the outside shot anything but like what matters to me is he stays in the game and they trust him to be
2: I think an important thing, that that's one, right? One, another one is he's 22, he's young. So it's like part of it is I feel like he's shown enough uh, in the end of last season and, and this this preseason to feel like, hey, you got to stick with him. Rookie season, Sam, I was out. Because I was like, yo, you're one of the worst players in the NBA. I don't know how long I can stick with this. But with the, with the Jordan Paul that he is now, you see the talent, the fact that he could become a very very good basketball player, and it's it's you just there's no need to bench him like you don't need to go grab Popovich, like there's no need to sit him down for a game to teach him a lesson. Now, to close games, I think is important to talk about because they took him out to close the the Lakers game, and he didn't close this game either. And I thought that was the right choice because I thought that when it's winning time, especially in this situation where you've got Damian Lee, who's a vet, who's good defensively, and he can make a three, he had a big one tonight. I do think you go with that person, right? Like I do think. At that moment, you do close with someone you do 100% trust, but you also don't want to sit pool for like an entire fourth quarter, even if he's off. Yeah, I think he's got to earn the
1: closing minutes. Yep. Um, And he didn't tonight, and Damian Lee was the right call, and it worked for the Warriors. They pulled out the W. Uh, They have the Sacramento Kings on Sunday. They have the Oklahoma City Thunder next Tuesday. Those are games where I really want to see Jordan Poole earn closing minutes. He has a chance to. Um, those teams aren't as good defensively as the the Clippers or even the old man Lakers. Whatever we're watching there, uh, th- those are op- <laughs> those are opportunities for Jordan Poole to break through there. Uh, but but in general, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Even though he was subpar tonight, I'm liking the fact that he's getting a little rope, and I think it's going to pay off for the team long term. Yeah, it is.
2: Uh, it is. It is. It uh, is. Let's talk about. Uh, <laughs> the, the chat says Kerr 2.0, and we're like, yes,
1: this is some, some real Kerr 2.0 stuff.
2: Yeah, let's talk, let's, talk about, let's talk about coaching. Let's talk about some of the adjustments. or, or what, what, One of the big things that I've noticed, and you brought this up too, is Otto Porter. Um, he's not – one, he's not making an impact. Two, he's not playing that much, right? It's one of the reasons. Yeah. Get, Andre Dollar looks amazing, but I think Steve has made the decision to say like, hey, for whatever reason right now, Otto's not playing. And you can see that he's – For my, my opinion, I, I just don't think he can stay on the floor defensively. Uh, right, so he's he can't he can't play out there. Uh, what do you think about the bench?
1: Yeah, I mean, Otto looks like a five right now.
2: Like he moves, <laughs>
1: he moves kind of like Looney, and um, that's fine if you're a five, but not so good if you want to play the three or the four. Uh, hopefully, that changes with him because he, he can he can legitimately shoot the hell out of the ball, and he did get seven rebounds tonight in eighteen minutes. So I mean he might I mean that he, that might be who he is now he might be a big man but uh, but I do think you watch Otto like I don't see the switchy wing I saw in Washington uh, like three four years ago no, I, don't, I don't think he's getting that and I don't know if he's, he's getting, getting back there I think he needs to get somewhere in between there because if he get like halfway back there he could play more minutes for this team because like. When he's on the floor, his shooting is massively impactful. He's got the offensive skill. He's got the IQ. And he does rebound the ball. And he's got good size. It's it's just about the
2: mobility. I think he'll get there. I, I think it'll take him time. Um, it, as yeah. Steve's infamous quote, it'll take him 20 games. Um, I think it'll take him to get, <laughs> to get there, to get in shape. But the other thing is uh, uh, JTA uh, really just is the the player that he was at the end of last season. He didn't get worse. He got better. Um, like, when when t- when game time comes around, JTA is out there playing. Like, they need him on the floor. That was awesome. Like I think that's we didn't talk about JTA all preseason because he just wasn't playing. But when they, when the when the lights turn on, Sam, when the games actually matter, they need him out there. They need him out there. Yeah,
1: but, but but this kind of gets back to my auto point. I feel like they need Auto more because JTA is just another version of Iguodala, Draymond, right. Right. Really good passer, really smart player, going to defend multiple positions. And don't get me wrong, you, as, you want as many of those players as you can get, but like, what makes this Warriors team a little different than last year, the year before, is you got Bielitsa and Otto Porter, who are big men who can legitimately shoot the ball and just give you a little extra space, make it a little easier for Steph, make it a little easier for Jordan Poole, make it a little easier for Draymond Green to get 10 points and finish inside. So... To to me, like, Otto, seeing how Otto progresses physically is going to be a big story for this team because if they want to make a serious run, Otto getting physically better is going to be a big deal for them.
2: One more thing that I, not one more thing. By the way, look at Doncic. Did he get fatter? The hell is wrong with this guy? Why is he? Anyway, um, Steve Kerr brought (laughs) brought Steph in with seven minutes, seven and a half minutes left in the first half, uh, in the second quarter there. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know why he did it. The Warriors were up big. I, I just thought of all the times that you would leave Steph out, it would be the second quarter. Uh, and then in the fourth quarter, he brought him back in and uh, with about six minutes, which was the, his regular timing. And that worked out because he probably could have brought him in with about eight. So uh, do we count that as chasing wins? I think yes. I think Steve Kerr has, has kind of said there's no real set rotation. I'm going to play who I need to play to win games. And, uh, you know, Sam, do you take credit for that? Steve 2.0? I don't know. I will. I will if you're not. Steve
1: 2.0. I mean, as far as I know, the Warriors met in the offseason. They read every Andy Lou tweet to Steve Kerr. And Steve's Thank like, you, I, I gotta I gotta change. I gotta evolve. So <laughs> <laughs> um uh, I have enjoyed it. Like the, the the main things for me with Steve have been Jordan Poole would have been buried a year ago with Steve Kerr. Yeah, Steve Kerr yeah. would have seen him pulling up from twenty eight and been like, nope. No turnover out that sort of thing. He would have not trusted. Maybe he would have been a little tougher on Bielitsa. Bielitsa, look, Bielica, yes, defensively. Like, yep. Belly is what he is on defense, but like his he's a net positive for this team right now because they have so many kind of defense first players that like his offensive value honestly means more to the Warriors than it does another team. So those are little things that I don't think Steve would have done in the past that, you
2: know, tip our cap to Steve 2.0. Yep. And I think he understands that this is a team that can win. I mean, the team, the the, the Warriors, if they didn't turn the ball over fifty times tonight, want win this going away. Now there's there's an issue, there are a couple of issues with the shooting. I mean the, the Clippers got shots up. By the way, the Clippers look amazing. I mean, they're gonna be a problem this season. But I think Steve knows that this team should be should be a four seed. Like this team should be winning a lot of games, 50 games this season. So he's not fucking around.
1: This team should this team should be nowhere near the play in conversation. And I think that's the big no. thing for this team. This team, this team should comfortably be like trying to jockey for home court in the first round, but like at worst being that like four or five, six range. So I think they feel pretty confident about it. And the second thing, which like it drove me crazy last year. It's like, oh, we need 20 games to figure it out. The games matter at the beginning of the season as much as they matter at the end of the season. And I think the Warriors realize it. They have a pretty cushy schedule after this. Like, they should be 12 and four, or I don't know, like 14 and six. Like, they have a very easy schedule off the bat,
2: you know? I mean, I I called that they would be I called that they should be uh 9 and 1 or 10 and 0 to start the season. So I'm looking good, Sam. I'm looking good.
1: And and that's the thing. That's the thing that keeps you out of the plan. Take care of take care of the games you need to take care of because at some point something weird's going to happen. You're going to drop a couple games you don't want to. Right now, just take care of business. Get out get out to like a 6 and 0 or like 8 and 1 start or something like that, right? So,
2: yeah, I mean, you don't you don't get more wins winning games at the end of the season. Warriors went 15 no, they're all, last no, season. They're, like, yeah, they're all the same. Yeah, They're all the same. All the same
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
3: you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as J.J. does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at Bankofamerica.com/slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, Member FDIC. All right,
2: let's get let's get to some, some goons. Let's, yeah. get some let's, calls. Get, let's get to the goons. Let's get to the goons. I'm sick of you and me. Let's get to the, to get to the <laughs> Hey, what what, what do not on the radio? Oh, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> What's up, bro? Respect.
0: <laughs> nah, um, yeah, really encouraged. Uh, these are games you
1: definitely would have lost last year in some dumbfounding fashion, like Wiggins fouling Reggie Jackson on a
3: three-pointer or some shit. So it's really encouraging to just see us winning the ugly games because these are games we would have tricked off last year and we would have came back at the end of the season and been like,
1: boy, if we just won that game. So as far as that goes, I'm encouraged. And I'm really encouraged by uh, Steve Kerr going with different matchups. You saw Otto come in with the first substitutes
0: tonight instead of, um, what's it called? Who came in last night? JTA came in with the first subs last night. So it's just interesting to see Steve going mismatch oh, and Kerr 2.0. And just in
2: general, this team should win 52 games, in my opinion. I agree, Ryan. Good call. It, it, he makes a good... It's just Steve is, Steve is out here hands-on. He is not sitting around thinking, you know what? These guys are good enough, their vets so will take care of it. No, no, no. Steve is saying this is this is up to me. He's kind of like a college coach out there, right? He's just like he's al- he's almost making these moves like it's a playoff game. So
1: 2.0, baby.
2: Fabian, what's up, man? Oh, well, that's that's a great AV right there.
0: Oh, I didn't even realize I was on stage.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries, bro. Guys, yeah, uh,
0: we we, yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, we I just wanted to say uh, uh Jordan Poole, like he had a rough game, but like I actually wanted to
2: ask, what do you what do you guys think uh is gonna do with him like go like going forward? Like in terms of like playing him like minutes and, and whatever? Because like I expect like games like these like every now and then because I mean he's done it so much better, but I mean even, even Steph struggled last game, so like he's gonna struggle. And like what do you guys think uh Kerr is gonna do with him? Fabian, appreciate the
1: question. So I feel like I I love the fact that Steve stuck with him while he was struggling. Like, I think that's a big sign of growth because, and we talked about this a little earlier, Andy, but it's like, look, Steph is the greatest shooter of all time and he has bad games. So guys like Jordan Poole, who are just like really good shooters, they're going to probably have more bad games than Steph. And you just have to be able to ride with them when they go through these moments. And it it just, that's all I wanted to see
2: from Steve. That's all I, I wanted to see. You ride with them, but also you got to take into account that look—they just played two LA teams, two LA teams that you know are, are top five playoff teams in the West. I mean, these these teams are built for these types of games. The Clippers just played a ridiculous long series in the postseason last year, and then and then he had to play LeBron, AD, and Russ in the first game. Like they're not playing OKC, right? They're not even playing a middling team, right? They're going to play John Morant coming up, and that's a game where Jordan Poole should have some some leeway there as well. He should be he should be better, but. These first two games have been tough. I mean, they've been playing some really good teams, and Jordan Poole's not that guy yet. And, and the fact that they're riding, riding it with him, he's going to be, he's going to be, he should be playing 28, 30, 32 minutes by the end of the season consistently every game.
1: Agreed. All right. Keep moving. Larry. Larry, what's up, man? Guys? how's it going? It's good. What's up, man? I'm just going to say, Steve 2.0 is giving me like crazy riplash, man. He's so different. It's like Steve 1.0 win that game. Like um, last game, I think Bielita played the entire fourth quarter, right? Because he was so important. He had to put him up there. But I don't think um, Bielitsa played a single minute in the fourth quarter to get this game. Just crazy different substitution patterns, right? So, like, yeah, Steve 2.0, really excited that he's making these like crazy substitution patterns, even like in the regular season. Larry, appreciate it. I kind of agree. Like, actually, I think that's, like, the most exciting thing, right, Andy? It's like he's, you know, he, he's playing the matchup. Like, Steph and Draymond are going to play every game. But everyone else is kind of like, you know, maybe it's a Damian Lee game. Maybe it's an Igudala game. Maybe it's a Bielitsa game. He's really, like, he's really mixing and matching. And
2: I love it. I, I, actually I actually totally slipped my mind that Nemanja finished the first game and not this game. Or Nemanja. I just, I just totally slipped my mind. You're right. That's a, that's a Gabe Kapler move. Uh, he just, he just went, he just went match, he went matchup based, man. He said, he said, what's the computer telling me to? No, nah, get- but like he, he really went, he, <laughs> he he went, he really went both ways, right? One, he went, what's the right matchup against his team? You can't play Bielitsa because he's a big and he's not going to be able to stay out on a five out team. And then also he said. In this particular game, you play with who's playing better. Andre Godal is playing better. Damian Lee is playing better. You can't play anybody else. That Those guys close the game. So, yeah, I mean, you look at those two things. I mean, shit. There is no way that he does this in the first season he was coaching this team or any of the seasons, right? And so, uh, shoot. (laughs) I I mean, isn't, isn't that what we're asking for?
1: It's like when you have dudes, when you have like Steph Curry and Draymond Green, like obviously they close. But like when you have a roster of of eight to ten guys who are kind of even, play the matchup. You know? Maybe next okay. maybe next game yep. to Connor Anderson plays 30 minutes. That's fine. If it's a good matchup for him, play him. Sheik. Sheik. my man. A man who never knows how to unmute himself.
2: Well, yes. <laughs> consistent nothing if not consistent. So brother. What's up, in- Yeah, so uh, I don't know. I was uh, kind of impressed with Wiggins at least early on this game. I felt like the five G was hitting hard. Uh, got that? Uh, was like in threes off the. I mean, just like off the cash. But then he kind of cooled off and reverted to anti-vax Wiggins again, which is disappointing. So, what do you think his role is on this team? I mean, it feels like we have an abundance of dudes that want to take shots now, and Wiggins kind of just feels like the odd man out of time So, what do you what do you think his role is going to be going forward?
1: That's a great question. I guess I go first, Andy. As long as he's defending, and like, really and is. yeah, I thought he. I don't know when he figured out, like, the um, the weak side block thing, but, like, I like it. And, like, as long as he's playing, like, the passing lanes and actually defending at point of attack and everything, I'll live with his offense because he doesn't, like, super force it. Um, but I think that's his main impact on the team, to be honest.
2: Yeah. I agree. It's the defense. He has to be markedly better than anybody else defensively. Like, if for some reason Otto Porter comes back and, and loses 20 pounds and is a really good defender for some reason, I'd sit Wiggins. But as of right now, yeah, you the almost time have to play him. <laughs> yeah, right? Or Clay Thompson comes back, and for some reason he comes back at 100%. Then it's like, okay, yeah, you may be able to sit Wiggins too, but those things are very unlikely. And so I, that's why for the time being, I would say, yeah, I mean, Wiggins is going to have to play those minutes because, yeah, he got cooked by PG-13. Well, was anybody else gonna guard PG 13? Right? You're not playing a good 35 minutes a game anymore. So those weren't easy, those weren't
1: easy shots PG was hitting either. Like it's yeah. just kind of like yeah. he, he's gonna cook. Um, the other thing I wanna I wanted to point out was uh, rebounding. I thought so one of the more frustrating things about Wiggins is how he doesn't use his athleticism. Uh, but I thought tonight he was pretty reasonable. Six rebounds in 31 minutes. I'll take that from a small forward. I thought he crashed the glass reasonably well. If he can do that, that's useful. Yeah. I just want him to score on the flow. Like I'll live with him hitting or not hitting shots. I just don't want him like isoling. That's like my main thing with him. Like he's not really. He's he's not Paul George. He's not like good enough to like. All right, Steph, Steph, and Jordan Poole go stay in the quarters. It's Wiggins' time. You know, like no, he's not no, that guy. But like if he's defending and if he's crashing the glass and cutting off of everyone and spotting out impactful player. Yep. All right. Let's go to Ricky, Ricky Garcia. All right. What's up guys. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. What's up, man. All right. So tonight's game felt kind of like mind boggling and stressful with all these turnovers. I know it's early and you know, they're still trying to figure stuff out. Um, so uh, how many games into the season? Do you think the turnovers
2: will kind of start to settle down? Ooh, this is a great one. Um, it, it, part of this is Steve's system, I think. It's, and this is not a bad, It's not a slight. Part of this is he plays a style where the team passes so much. They threw a stat that they led the league in assists for the past, past five seasons or five of the past six seasons. I actually don't even know if that's a good stat. I mean, it just means that his team passes the ball a lot. It's kind of a problem sometimes. But the reason why now this team works is because they've got a lot of shooters, high IQ guys that pass. But when that happens... Even a lot, set, a lot of even when, and when that happens, it's gonna be turnovers. Even in 1450, when they won the first title in 1670, they won 73 games. They turned the ball over a lot. Or there'd be a lot of games where they would just have 20 turnovers. Now they were good enough, they would still win those games. But you saw that tonight. Ironically, they were good enough to still win this game. But that's just what happens, I think. That's the nature of Steve Steve's offensive system.
1: Yeah, and it's 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 somewhat a nature of the roster. Like, let's be real defenses are playing Draymond for the pass, Iguodala for the pass, Juan Toscano, Kayvon Looney for the pass. They know when Steph is coming off screens, he's looking to shoot the ball, so they're trying to force him to pass it to guys who don't want to shoot the ball. That's just the nature of the roster. Like, everyone wants a perfect roster, but, like you know, you're not going to get a roster of five guys who are, like, you know, perfectly able to both pass and shoot. Like, you're not going to get a roster of, like, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Giannis, and like, I don't know, Harden or something like that. Like guys who like can completely read the defense and make a decision off the pass or shoot. So I just think it's the nature. The Warriors have a lot of passers, and those guys aren't always looking to shoot the ball. All right, I keep moving. Let's get to a few more calls up before we call night.
2: By the way, uh, Paul George quote on on not attempting any free throws. He said, Draymond got nine of them. I don't know what he was doing that I wasn't. It is what it is. This is why Paul George is not a winner. That's why he's not ever going to win a championship. That quote right there.
1: PG is just, he just loves to put his foot in his mouth. All right, Nova.
0: Hey, guys. like up, I think you guys, He talked about this earlier on, but what are we going to do about Wiggins? I feel like... I don't know. I'm just I'm I don't know. I just that whole quarter like I don't know, man. I don't know. Like <laughs> I, You know he I feel like he can be so much more, but he just keeps
3: on disappointing, I don't know.
2: Le, no, no 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 you you Nova it appreciate it, man. Yeah, you've seen this before. Come on. Come on. Uh, uh, Warriors fans have got to know. You, if you're expecting more of Angel Wiggins than who he is, that's your fault. Come on, guys.
1: Yeah, that's where I'm at too. I think he I think in general, he's been a positive and I'm happy with what Wiggins does for this team, but I also don't expect much more from him. Like if anything, Clay coming back will make it even easier for him because Wiggins. <laughs> How Wiggins, much
2: easier does it have to be? <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm I'm like, saying Wiggins, I know. I agree. I agree. But geez.
1: Wiggins had the second most shots on this team and Wiggins should be the fourth, third or fourth in terms of shot attempts. It's just who he is, right? Just is. Oh, two way, all oh, two way, all two way. All right, let's get to Saeed, my man. What up, what up, guys?
3: What's yeah. up, my man? Up, I, I love this Steve 2.0. But when does uh, <laughs> when does
0: when does Lakup step in when Kuminga and Wiseman are back? Force, uh, oh.
2: <laughs>
0: what do you guys think is gonna happen when Kuminga, Kuminga comes back?
1: Oh man,
2: oh, oh. that is the question.
1: That's an interesting question, Saeed. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not worried about it right now, but it will be... We're in a good mood. We're in a good mood. It's going to be interesting to see what happens when he has a healthy Kuminga and a healthy... I, I think Wiseman's going to play, no matter what. Uh, more because of positional need. But, like, Kuminga's actually... He plays a position that they kind of have a lot of guys at. Like, they're not getting Otto enough minutes. They have uh, Igadala. There's obviously Draymond, Wiggins, like, it's going to be hard for Kaminga to break through that rotation.
2: Obviously, JTA too. Ah, uh, how we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I think Kaminga. I'm in a good mood. I'm not talking about Wiggins and Wiseman. I am. I mean, <laughs> oh, I mean Kaminga and Wiseman. I'm in a good mood. the The Warriors, The Warriors are playing well, and uh, we'll deal with it when it happens. I will say, Kevon Looney. One thing, Kevon Looney. Guys, you know, two minutes. Was, two minutes. Oh boy, he's good. He's good, but man, he leaves a lot to be desired, and. Uh, Maybe they'll get some of that size that they need against someone like Zubach. Not that Zubach killed them, but it's just like, it's hard to watch sometimes, you know? So maybe they'll get some like I
1: think Wiggins was fine, but it's like kind of, or sorry, I thought Looney was fine, but it's like, it's okay. Yeah. It says more about the roster when you're like, man, we got to play Looney than
2: uh, anything <laughs> else. Yeah. yeah. He's not, yeah. Anyway, let's, uh, should we get one more or are we, are we done? We'll get We have two more. Two more.
1: Oh, yes,
2: yes. How are you, boys? I'm, I'm
1: wonderful. Oh, you know, we're in a good
2: was, mood. Yeah. Well. I just yeah. want to give you a shout out to all, all, you flogs in the chat. If you don't, if you don't have premium, make sure you get it because it's outstanding. You get to watch uh Sam and Annie's reaction to Steph's free. <laughs> great. Um, that was a great <laughs> game. Um, I'm not getting much work done down here, so it's fucked. But it's good. Um, that was such a good game tonight. But uh, I, I just want to say two things. It runs me a bit too fucking hard on Wiggins. Like, at least the guy's rebounding now. Like, last year, he wasn't even rebounding. He was just standing in a corner, bloody scratching his ass. Like, at least he's actually having a go, you know what I mean, besides his price tag. Um, and the other thing, which you guys already covered, so that's all good. Talk some sense into him. Uh, put your thinking caps on here, boys. In the future, if we get into the playoffs, which we should, who do you think, if everything breaks right, what do you think Kerr's going with when he's closing five-line Cheers, boys. Ooh, that's a great
1: question. We get into playoff lineups, get two games into the season. Oh, Come man. on, baby, it's Luke. I love the energy. I mean, you know, Steve. You know, he's gonna go Steph. He's gonna go Clay. He's gonna get thirty-eight-year-old Iguodala out there. We're get Dray- Draymond, and the real question is, who's the fifth guy?
2: And I think it's, exactly. I think it's gonna be
1: rotation by the night. It's probably gonna be Wiggins, huh?
2: Uh, oh man, I I think it's gonna be Pool. I mean, I sorry. I hope it's going to be pool. Uh I hope uh, it's going to be poor. You're right. It's probably going to be Wiggins. Uh, but yeah, you.
1: Ryan. Yeah. I was going to say, Ryan in the chat mentioning Damian Lee. I could, I could see Damian Lee getting some run. Steph that's a, Lee, that's Steph a Steve Lee and
2: Clay. I, yeah, but Steph Lee and Clay, I don't think Kerr's not going with that. I, I don't, I don't. At least call it defensively. He's got a lot better. Uh, but Wiggins is, is, is better. Not that Wiggins is this all NBA guy, but, uh, but I think with, with Poole, what I'm hoping for is that they just, they're just they just going to blow the doors off people offensively, right? Like, by the end of the season, you're hoping Poole is, is able with, with, within the right amount of minutes, like 28-30 minutes a game, that he scores 16-18 points efficiently. Like, if you could do that with Clay and Steph, I mean, jeez. Yeah, Draymond Igadala can't shoot, but whew, that's what I'm hoping to find. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm hoping.
2: That's true. Alright,
1: last caller of the night. We'll go with Michelle, what's up, man?
3: Hey, 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 I'm actually first time listener, I'm first time caller, um, long time listener, driving Appreciate down with it. my Appreciate homies it. down to L.A., we were watching the game, <laughs> super psyched, kept us entertained for like three hours. Um, yeah, ultimately, like, I did not anticipate the Clippers being this good, like as a team in general, I kind of slept on them. Where do you see them ranking along with us? Against like the postseason, Lakers, Jazz, and Suns. Thanks, and uh, thanks for the broadcast, guys.
1: Appreciate the call. That's that's a yeah. great question, I, Andy. Where do you think the Clippers
2: land? at The end of the season. I, I I think the Clippers. I think took a leap. Um, I think they showed the type of the guts and I don't know. I'm a, I'm a am that type of guy. Like I think the Bucks showed showed that. Like they they took a leap and they they said, Hey, we're just we're more confident. And I think the Clippers are similar, especially someone like Paul George. They need that. Same with Reggie Jackson. I think they're on similar ground, right? Like it, it, without Clay Thompson, they're on similar ground. But with Clay, by the end of the season, and, and Kawhi's not coming back, I think the Clippers are probably in that third tier, and the Warriors are in the second. Um, and and that's provided Clay comes back and he's able to actually play basketball and play it decently well. Um, the Clippers, I think, are just they're just. I mean, I'm watching Terrence Mann and Eric Bledsoe out there. Awesome, cool players. I think Terrence,
1: I think Terrence Mann's good, but
2: yes. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? But, like, he's good, but it's almost like Jordan Poole, right? Like, it's like, yes, Jordan Poole's awesome. Like, he's a lot of talent, but it's like, Jordan Poole's not winning you a playoff series right now. Um, And so I think that's – if Clay's back, the Warriors are in a different tier. But, man, the Clippers are awesome.
1: I agree with you. I would have picked the Clippers to be the best team in the West if Kawhi was healthy, but he's not. So, for me, they are – I could see them being a 4-5 seed, but I could also see them being a 7-8 seed. Which like, it, there's no shame in that. Losing your best player and still being playoff caliber team is pretty, pretty impressive. So I think yep. I so. think they are second tier in the West. You know, fighting somewhere to get out of the play and winning in the high 40s. And I actually think they're probably positioning themselves to be like really nice when Kawhi comes back because guys like Terrence Mann are gonna. Get some serious run and probably be better players when he comes back. Like Clippers could be pretty scary next year. But you know, that's next year. Yep. Who knows what happens to that Yeah. Yeah.
2: Warriors will have Steph will have his fourth.
1: Alright, <laughs> let's get out of here
2: with let's get out of here with that one. That's a good
1: one. We're gonna end it here. We appreciate everyone. We'll be back soon.